0: friends, and fellow dog lovers. Does your life revolve around your canine companion? If it does, you've come to the right place. This is the Up Town Puppies Podcast, where we talk everything about dogs. We will be talking about general dog tips that apply to any breed, whether that comes to, say, potty training, tricks, socializing with other dogs, health, diet, exercise. There are many things that are considered best practices and healthy for all dogs. We'll be spending a lot of time talking about content that will be beneficial to you, a dog owner, no matter what breed you're with. On top of that, we will also be having breed specific episodes. When we cover a certain breed, we'll be going everywhere from the most common breeds all the way down to the most niche and specialized breeds. We'll go over individual characteristics of that breed, specific training and health habits, anything related to that breed specifically, we'll be covering in those episodes. We'll also be having episodes that focus on lifestyle and situations and helping people find the best breeds for their situation. Living in an apartment, don't have a lot of time to walk your dog, don't have a lot of space, well, then there's definitely some breeds that you're going to want to avoid and some that you're going to want to look at. No matter what, there is a breed for you in your lifestyle because dogs, as we all know, are the ultimate love supplements. And here at Uptown Puppies, nobody loves dogs more than we do. So stay tuned and get ready for some awesome dog content. For, and for this introductory episode of the podcast, we are going to go over one of the most popular popular articles on our website that gets thousands of views it is sourced from breeders and vets and many different dog owners and that is 11 things you are doing that your dog absolutely hates. Most dogs are laid back, carefree animals that will put up with just about anything, but even the most relaxed dogs occasionally get annoyed with their human family. They might try to move away from you and hug them or even growl at you if you touch them on their paws. That's pretty common. Every dog has unique sensitivities and personality and that can depend on breed, traits, and characteristics. But there are a handful of things that most dogs, not all dogs, I should preface, most dogs don't like. Number one, tight hugs. Some dogs like it, most dogs don't. In fact, uh, we have a bulldog, an English bulldog here at my house, and he's chill, chill, chill. I mean, he will sleep through anything. He will eat, he will chill, he doesn't eat a ton. We call him Chunk, basically a riff on the, the, the old 80s movie, The Goonies, because he's a little bit chubby, he's chill, and you can just about do anything to him. You can bug him, you can lay on him, you can play with his paws, you can do lots of things, but if you hug him tight and put your head next to his head, He hates it. He starts growling, snarling, gets angry. It's like one of the few things that he absolutely does not like. This is probably the chillest dog I've personally ever met in my entire life. Now, it turns out, talking to lots of other breeders, talking to vets, and lots of other dog owners that we come across, uh, Chunk is not the only one that doesn't like tight hugs. What you should do is when you give dog a hug, especially if it's a new dog that you don't know, do it slowly, wait to see how they respond, start with a little bit of pressure. If they're interested in cuddling, keep keep hugging them. But if they pull away, let them have some space. Again, super important if it's not your dog, but a friend's dog or a dog at the dog park, don't just walk up and give that. I mean, look, there are a lot of breeds like Labrador Retrievers that everyone is their best friend. But even if the dog has that temperament, sometimes if you just come up out of nowhere and give even a really chill dog, a tight hug. The dog's not going to be happy, and worst-case scenario, you might get nipped at. Number two. Things that dogs hate. Lack of structure. Dogs need a schedule. Go figure. So do human kids. We all know that. We're animals. Surprise, surprise. Dogs need structure too. They need to know I'm going at a walk at this time. I'm getting my food at this time. And they need to have some sort of structure, some sort of baseline to wrap their mind around. They are built just like we are. They can't have pure chaos. But I think a lot of people recognize this one. and uh, Most people themselves can't function with, with a lack of structure, so to say. So chances are If you're a functioning human adult, you probably have enough structure for your dog to be a functioning dog. But if you're not and your life is in disarray, it's not only hurting you, but it's probably hurting your dog too. And probably annoys the hell out of it. Number three, not letting dogs explore. I mean, you take your dog to the park, you take your dog out, put them on a short lease and just make them sit and look at all the places they can't go. And then their ancient DNA is like, I want to go check that out. Ooh, that smells good. Ooh, I like that. You can't just, that's like, you can't just do that. You can't do that. Like that's worse than not going to the park in the first place. I see this all the time where someone will go to the park, put their dog on a leash, tied to the tree, and they'll go enjoy the park while the dog just sits there like being left out. That's not cool. Dogs don't like that. Number four, pretty obvious, yelling and physical punishment. Now, there are debates among breeders and trainers about what level of physical Uh, punishment and aggression. Some more, uh, how would I say this, savage breeds need to know that there's an alpha around and they are not in charge. And sometimes they will kind of put up a battle, so to speak. And I've seen trainers have to get physical and yelling and employ some of these tactics to train the dog. That's specialized scenarios and generally for specialized breeds that have that personality your average dog your average household dog you don't need to yell at it you don't need to punish it it can be trained with treats and love and really more effectively that method is so much more effective across the board in general that you're better off not even trying yelling and physical punishment because you can actually cause the dog to resent you And then training becomes even harder and you're just, you're kicking yourself in the back. There's really no point for yelling and physical punishment for training purposes, unless you have a specialized breed and a specialized situation. And just don't be mean to your dog. It's common sense. When you see someone yelling and hitting their kids, you freak out, you feel uncomfortable. You should feel the same way about dogs. And most people do. I mean, I know I'm speaking, I'm preaching to the choir at the moment. But when you see someone yelling and being physical with their dog, you, you intuitively know it's not good. Again, there is an argument for certain breeds in certain situations and certain dogs, but that's so not the norm that the average person should never resort to yelling and physical punishment, especially when it comes to training your dog. Five strong smells. That's pretty. That's pretty obvious. We all know dogs can smell way better than us. Uh, some smells they really like. A lot of people report dogs loving the smell of peanut butter, and if they open the peanut butter can, the dog comes running. There's other smells that the dog doesn't like, so avoid. Like heavy household cleaners, especially on the dog's coat. That's a whole that's a whole separate subject. But uh yeah, strong scented for breeze, lysol sprays, things like that. They smell good to you. They p- cologne, deodorant, all these things. Definitely don't put them on the dog. And maybe try not to use too many of those products around your dog, because for your dog, that smell is probably <laughs> a thousand to ten thousand times stronger. Number six, staying alone. Self-explanatory, please, please. Don't be that dog owner that puts their dog in a cage outside and never plays with it. I grew up with a dog named Sparky, the next door neighbor. It's actually my cousins who live behind me. And Sparky was insane, but it was not Sparky's fault. Sparky literally spent 99% of his time in a probably 10 by 15 foot square kennel that had a little dog house in it for the winter. It had no heat. Just food and water and a little dog house and a blanket. And that dog was stuck there all the time. Every once in a while, every once in a while, my cousin would let him out. And spoiler alert, he would go crazy. He would go crazy. He would run in circles, in circles, in circles, and you could never catch him, and you were afraid he was going to run away, because no, of course he wants to run away. He's in prison all the time. He never gets to hang out with people, and so that makes the dog less fun to play with, and so over time, nobody wanted to play with the dog. He was stuck in the cage for longer and longer, and he became crazier and crazier, and it was just like this downward spiral. Please. Don't do that to your dog. Spend time with your dog, make sure it gets, dogs are like humans, they're social creatures. If you put a human in solitary confinement for an extended period of time, that human is gonna have a bad time, so is your dog. Number seven, this one might cause some ruffles, to be, some feathers to be ruffled, because there's a lot of people on Instagram and social media doing this, but don't dress your dog up. Dogs don't like getting all dressed up. Most dogs, I should say. There are some small dogs that that might be bred to do that. They don't really care. But for the most part, your dog doesn't want to wear clothes. It's not made to wear clothes. It doesn't like it. It bugs your dog. If you're going to take a picture, put the clothes on, take the picture, get the clothes off. Dogs generally don't like it. Number eight, new situations. Dogs get excited, they also get scared really easy, and they can experience a lot of anxiety. In fact, dogs seem to have the ability to experience anxiety at the same level humans do, where a lot of other breeds, a lot of other mammals, especially non-mammals, many animals don't, we can't necessarily tell, but it sure seems like they don't experience the same type of depression and anxiety that we experience, with the exception of dogs. Dogs can get depressed, they can get scared, they can get anxious. New situations, new places, you gotta got go slowly, you cannot overwhelm them. And uh, ironically enough, if you do overwhelm them, say a new situation, someone they don't know comes and gives them a big tight hug, reason number one, that's when you end up having your dog who's normally super nice snap at someone and bite somebody. And you wonder why my dog's so nice, it's so chill. He never, he or she never does this. It's cause you overwhelm them. Number nine, pretty obvious, no food. Lots of dogs go hungry, and I'm guilty of this because maybe you forgot to fill the bowl up. Life is busy. Maybe the dog goes half a day, a day. Um, you got to feed your dog. You got to feed them the right amount. Don't let them overeat. But uh, you got to keep that food on lock. It's kind of self-explanatory, kind of a dumb reason. But I put this in here because not only do I, have I had this problem with my animals, but I know lots of other people that have had this problem as well, where life gets in the way and sometimes your dog goes half a day or a day or two days without food. I know, I feel bad about it. It's happened to me before. It can happen to anyone that makes the dog anxious and angry and all the other things can be exacerbated. When your dog gets hungry, your dog gets more feral. It's just the way it is. So make sure the dog is fed. Number 10, when your dogs get sick, just like when you get sick, they need extra emotional support. Dogs have been bred to be companions to humans. Most dogs, uh, most dogs, labs, golden doodles, labradoodles, bulldogs, basically all dogs need an extreme amount of connection. They are bred to be connected to a human. They are bred to bond to a human. And when they're sick and you're not helping them and you're just like, oh, they're sick and they just sit there alone all day, it kind of goes back to number eight, being alone. It's even worse when they're sick. When you're sick, you want someone to help you, you need some extra emotional support. Your dog is no different. It's no, diff- no different. Last number 11 kind of ties into being physical or yelling at your dog. But when you are upset, your dog is upset. Again, dogs are bred to be the ultimate companion, the ultimate love supplement. That is why we love about dogs so much. They connect with you, and they feel what you feel. So even if you're not yelling at them, even if you're not being physical with them, when you're upset, they are upset. They feel what you feel. So if you're in constant negative states, anger and anxiety and confusion, that is how your dog's going to feel. And newsflash, your dog's behavior is going to decline. So make sure to keep your life stable in a way where you're not overly upset and not not placing your negative emotions on your dog because whether you want to or not, your dog is going to take those emotions upon itself and it's going to try to share them with you. It's going to try to love you and it's going to feel what you feel. And that's it. That's just a short article that we've posted on UptownPuppies.com. Check out our blog. We have tons of content for... General purposes that apply to all breeds, and we have tons of content that are breed specific. Again, covering all sorts of subjects, whether it's breeding, raising a dog, feeding a dog, health, socializing, training, etc. Go to uptownpuppies.com backslash blog, find the information you need, and stay tuned. We have more in-depth podcast content coming for you. Subscribe, check us out on Facebook, check us out at uptownpuppies.com. Until then, enjoy your cuddle, buddy. Enjoy your love supplement. Peace.